Crap with Beth and Matt. Cut to Crap is the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. Hello, friends and fellow no bullshitters. It's time for another episode. This week, we are doing a live stream on TikTok where we take your health, fitness, mindset, and fat loss questions. This one was high energy, engaging, and lots of fun to take part in. Let's jump into 60 minutes of action. What's up, Matt? Yeah, all right, all right. I can, can you hear me? I, can yep, hear I can me? hear you loud and, loud and clear, loud and clear. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How, how's keto. your, yes, fuck keto. I love the shirt, I love the shirt. <laughs> Hi everybody, happy Friday. Welcome to Cut to Crap What's with up? Beth and Matt live on TikTok. Live, <laughs> live podcast. So today we are going to be, um, like we normally do on Fridays, we're taking your questions, but with a twist. We're going to be taking your questions, we're going to chat with you guys, and we're recording this, and we're going to release it on our podcast, Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. So if you're not already subscribed to that, for those of you that are tuning in now, go ahead and subscribe on on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere else you would listen to your podcasts. So, And we we appreciate you guys being here. Yes, thank you. We re- released a new one today with Enrico Incarnati. He's actually on TikTok. Um, he's a videographer, photographer. Yes. Um, Fantastic episode. That was a lot of fun. Super fun. So the questions yeah. are rolling in, it looks like. It looks like. Um, did you have something you wanted to say first? Were you just reading some comments? Oh, someone, just, someone was just saying my hair looks good. So. Oh, well, no, that's you. nice, right? Well, <laughs> so thank you. Get, we got a lot of good mornings. Good morning, you can eat cake. Oh, hi, Gina. Uh, let's see. Love you guys. Thank you, Jennifer. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Riley. Uh, good morning, Blonde Shells. And so um, I have my first someone question. What's that? First, uh, someone was saying they were just listening to episode six. I don't know which one that is. Do you remember? Episode um, six. Matt's hair looks great. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think episode six was with Susan, I think. Susan Niebergold, no, like the- I think. Oh, right, right. She I was our first guest. She was our first guest. She was our first guest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My um, hair looks great. Thank you. Podcast, <laughs> someone was saying, asking, the podcast is called Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. Yeah. Oh, it's Sabrina. Sabrina. Beefcake Brina. Beefcake. Nice. Yes, Beefcake Brina. She's yes. amazing. Awesome. Okay, do you have a question? I do. Let's get into the questions. questions cool. Let's not waste any time. Um, Blonde Shells says, I have a dumb question about protein powder. Um, can you bake with it or use it in cocoa and it'd be the same? Yeah, you can definitely bake with it. Yeah. 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 You can, you, you can add that shit to everything. Bake with others. Yeah. I would use like a whey protein and especially like if you're going to bake with it, um, it depends what your goal is, right? Like uh, you, you want, want to make sure you get the right flavor or an unflavored, uh, mm-hmm. pr- uh, protein powder. If you're just using it just to get more protein into your food, get an unflavored protein powder, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lauren Ponder. I love this lady. Everyone calls her aggressive, but she's just flipping honest. If our Very honesty true. is uh, aggressive, then fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I get so, that a lot. So does Matt, I think, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, I get comments all the time. Oh, I'd share your content um, or I'd watch your content, but you, you swear too much. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Move on. Then. I, like, um, I'm not, not for everybody. No, we're yeah, not. We're not supposed to be. No, if we were for everyone, we would be, if we were for everyone, we would probably be selling you um, a magical fat loss pill. Yeah. 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 
Uh, fit over 50. What's up, Michael? Michael is Hi, doing... Have you seen Michael's uh, challenge that he's doing this year? So last year he did... Yeah, so last year he did a million skips of the jump rope. This year he's doing 100,000 push-ups. Fucking insane. That's amazing. Props that to you, Michael. Amazing. Jennifer McDonald, 48, said, love your podcast. That's how I found you. Oh, that's cool. You found us via the podcast. Yay, that's really cool. That's amazing. I yeah, love that's really cool. you guys. I love it. Love this so yeah. much. What is the tattoo on my finger? It's an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on this one it's on this one you know what i can't do that i can't i i i can't just hold hold my ring finger no i can't i gotta force it and it's still not even yeah that's i can good. do this but yeah <laughs> i can hold my middle finger that's no problem i'm very good at that all right okay meathead 1480 joe says can we talk more about people struggling to gain weight and keep that muscle mass on yeah absolutely dude absolutely that's um, a good one. It's, it's very hard for people to gain weight, actually, yeah. when you're trying. Intentionally gaining weight. and Because usually when you're wanting to intentionally gain weight, right, you're not wanting to put on, like, a bunch of fat with it. A little bit of fat gain right. is inevitable. Um, but, you know, it goes to it's, – it's honestly, it's the same principles as being in a calorie deficit. It's just you need to be consistent with it. You need to be intentional with it. And it definitely helps – to track your calories. That's one thing I see all the time is I'm trying to gain weight and I eat all the time. I eat so much, but I'm not gaining weight. Well, you're not eating enough, right? So you got to eat and you got to eat. First of all, you got to eat enough to, to, to lose fat safely. Um, now when we're gaining weight, um, you need to eat enough consistently. Um, so figure out where your calories are, your maintenance level calories, just like with your calorie deficit, figure out how many calories you need to maintain your weight and then add on two to 300 calories onto that. Um, yeah. protein shakes are going to be a really good friend for you. Um, especially protein shakes with a bunch of extra shit in it, like peanut, add, a common thing, a common one is like adding peanut butter, right. And, yeah. and seeds and things like that to your protein shakes. That way you can get a literally like a eight, 800 to 1000 calorie protein shake and it doesn't fill you up. Cause that's the biggest for gaining weight, a lot of people struggle with that is because they're not hungry and eating that much food. You, if you're trying to bulk and you're, you're going to have to eat when you're not hungry. Most you're of you're going to have to eat when you're not, when you're uncomfortably not hungry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like Matt was saying, like add, add things that don't have a lot of volume, but are in higher in calorie, like, oil, like start cooking with oils and yeah. nut butters. And like you said, seeds and things that avocado. For sure. Um, For sure. All right, Libra rising. Hi, Beth. Why do I start to shake when I do exercises like hollow body holds? Because they're fucking hard. I shake when I do those too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Props. First of all, props Normal. to you for doing hollow body holds. That's a, that's an that's not an easy movement to do. Um, no. It's actually a good one to actually um, work on your chin ups with. Is the hollow body hold because you're in that chin up position and you're you know so hollow body holds. Yeah. yeah they they make the shake. Yeah, for sure. And and that's you'll you'll get that a lot with different movements. Like I shake when I do dumbbell bench press. No matter how strong I get and how much I do, I'm still gonna shake. It's you're you're, yeah. you're busting your ass. You're you're working hard. Um, you're you're, right. you're you're challenging your muscles. So that's that's why. Yep. No Nothing wrong. wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Whoop whoop. My favorite too. Thank you, uh, Angelique. Thank you. We appreciate that. Good morning. Love you guys. Well, we love you too, Nancy. Thank you. And good morning. And good morning to you too, aka Tude66. All right. I'll take a question now. Good morning. Um, yeah, your turn. 
Shy.xo says, okay, my okay, so my question, I'm a week into staying in a calorie deficit. Also walking on treadmill. Why is my weight going up? Your weight could be going up for a lot of different reasons. But first of all, it's only been a week. Um, so, um, but also, how do you know you're in a calorie deficit? So I always start there. Like, are you, do you think you're in a calorie deficit or are you sure? Um, one week isn't enough time to know if you're in a calorie deficit because it's going to take some time. Like, even if you were to use a calorie calculator, um, those are estimates. So you need to get your number and do that for a couple of weeks. Be fucking consistent with it for a couple of weeks. And then you'll know whether or not you're in a deficit or not. But um, don't also just look at the scale. Like, um, right. That's a, we say this all the time. Listen to our yeah. last episode about the scale. Yeah, episode sixteen. Uh, we talked. We 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 ranted about the scale long and hard. Um, there's much better ways to to measure progress. Um, get yourself a tape measure. You know, um, start there. So. All right, we have a question from Lee Izzard. Uh, what are some tips for graveyard workers? All right, so I need more context. Like tips for what? Um, I'm assuming I'm assuming for nutrition. I'm, uh, my assumption is nutrition there, um, mm -hmm. and my assumption when you say graveyard worker is also going to be nurse because that's what I see the most. Nurses working twelve hour shifts overnight. Right. Um, you have to still be intentional with it. Um, you have to yeah. get on a schedule. Um, and I know it can be crazy for you as a nurse. You know you don't get a lot of time to yourself or any time to yourself, but. Um, you know, quick snacks are going to be your best friend at that point too. Like protein bars, fruit, uh, beef jerky, planning. things like that. Protein shakes and planning. Yeah. Planning That's your meals and planning your snacks. And if you're, no, you're tracking your day starts when you wake up yep. and ends when you go to bed. So it's yeah. the same thing as us. It's just different times. Yeah, exactly. There's no difference. No difference. Factual physique. Yo, Matt, dude. Happy new year. Happy new year, Adam. How you doing, man? Uh, oh, great question here. Uh, Jennifer McDonald, 48, said, do either of you offer group coaching? Or if not, can you recommend someone who does? Thanks. I'm going to let Beth take this one. I actually have group coaching. Another round is starting in February, February 7th, actually. And the signups for that start, I think, next week or the week after. Um, okay. That includes like Zoom, Monday night Zoom coaching call, monthly workouts, nutrition guidance, accountability, and all that stuff. So, yes. Um, cool. If you're not on my email list, um, you can sign up uh, for my newsletter on my website and um, you'll be notified for that if you're interested. So by the time this episode is out, you'll probably be having uh, signups open for that then, if, if I had to imagine, because this episode should probably, be out within yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. So um, I do not currently offer group coaching. Um, we did one round at the end of last year. Um, we used that round to kind of see what we can do better. And, and so we're... We're going to um, retailer our group coaching and we'll relaunch that at some point this year, but we don't currently have a date. So um, definitely go with Beth on that one. All right. Michael Sarton, 948. What is the best thing to eat post-workout? Um, I think a lot of people overcomplicate this question. Food. Get some form of protein in is, you know, really like, I just, I, my workout kind of ends right before lunch. So I just have lunch. And with Conveniently protein, timed. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, real food. So of course you want to get protein yeah. in at some point and, and a carb source to replenish your glycogen carb, storages. Yeah. 
Um, cause you, you know, you, you just deplete, you just depleted your energy storages when you were working out. So you definitely want to yeah. get some carbs in at some point. Um, I want to touch on this for like, um, you know, 30, 30 minute anabolic window that's thrown around all the time for working out. Don't worry about that. That's, that's really not, um, Right. For 99% of the population, first of all, the anabolic window is bullshit, but for most people, timing is doesn't really matter. Um, so just get some protein and some carbs in after after your workout. I would prefer a simple a simple carb kind of sooner after your workout, but if you can't do that, you know, that's not a big deal. It's not going to ruin anything. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Lotta Tang said, when are you guys releasing your magic weight loss pill? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so I started, I actually, I started this new series. I've only done one video of it so far um, this week, but I'm calling it my magical fat loss pill series. Um, and, and in it, well, I just described the basics, right? Like going on more walks, eating more um, yeah. uh, whole foods and fruits and vegetables. Um, the next video is going to be getting about, you know, getting enough sleep and recovery and things like that. So just focus. If, if we were to have a magical weight loss pill, it would be focusing on the basics, hydration, uh, strength training, movement, um, eating nut nutritious foods, um, getting a good night's sleep. I think I said that already. So. Boring, boring, basic boring, shit. Boring, like, basic shit. be like, is there anything else? No. Yeah. That's a common question we get, right? When a new client starts with us, like, what else? Like, yeah. well, no, there is no what else. That's there is no end then. There is no end then. It's uh, we're we're gonna do these things and we're gonna do them consistently. And we're gonna get really fucking good at them, and that's how we're gonna get yeah. progress. That's why I did. I started that video series. I think right before New Year's Eve, and I'm not adding on to the video series because I wanted everyone to master three things. Yeah, and it's getting water in, ten to thirty minute walk, and a palm full of protein, and that's it. And you know, Boom. people are probably like, "Where's the rest of the video series?" Because you got to master those first. That's because we're so conditioned to think that we've got to be killing ourselves in the gym six days a week and doing fucking yeah. circuit training every day and high interval and intensity training. Um, like it's, it's insane. It's, in, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of water, um, right. um, cheers. Um, I got my coffee water. <laughs> coffee water. Um, hmm. Is fiber from Lauren Ponder. Is fiber important to prioritize? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Women should get sure. 25 to 30 grams of protein. And I believe yep. men around 50, if I'm not um, um, mistaken. 40 yeah, to 50, I think. Yeah, 40 to 50 or so. Um, uh -huh. It's a general guideline. General guideline, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's and, Make sure you get those fruits and veggies. It helps you yeah. poop. Got to love good and healthy poop. Yeah. Um, and also with, with like... If you're trying to get fiber, one of the best ways I always tell people to start getting more fiber in fucking fruit, eat more fruit. Yes. Um, berries. You, like you put, like you said the other day, raspberries. Yeah. Such um, a that, that one serving of raspberries that I had the other day, I think it was like nine grams of fiber in that one serving. Yeah. Like that's a third of my, uh, if I were, well, that's a third, if I were a female, that'd be a third of my intake right there. So two pieces mm -hmm. of fruit, two servings of fruit every day, you're going to be crushing your, your fiber. And yeah. the nice thing about, Fiber, especially with the fruit, is, you know, people talk about how fruit's bad for you because of sugar. Well, guess what? You're getting fiber with that, which is going to help to minimize right. the in impact uh, of your on your blood sugar. Yep. Can we help the people that are struggling to gain weight and keep muscle mass on? Um, I Joe, Joe, that's Joe's question again, it looks like. Um, is there anything else we can touch on for that? Because I know he, I, I would love to talk more about weight gain and 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 keeping muscle mass on and things like that. 
Um, but prioritize I mean, strength training. We're like progressive overload strength training. Yeah. So progressive overload with strength training. If we're trying to get bigger, trying to build bigger muscles, stronger muscles, uh, progressive overload just means we're we're getting better at a movement over time. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the two most popular ways to progressively overload is to add reps onto your workout or add weight onto your workout. There's other ways that you can do it, but those are the two ones mainly. Um, so you don't need to be changing up your, your workouts all the time. Stop changing up yeah. your move. That's stop doing a different workout every week, every day. Yeah. Um, you should be re- rinse and repeating the same ones. Get really fucking good mm-hmm. at those movements. Um, and you will get bigger and stronger. Yeah. All right. Alicia, Alicia Auto J. Any books you guys would recommend for new trainers trying to further my education after my cert? I just so happen to be, be in my office and I have a few books here that I love. So if you're talking like personal trainer, I would go with Practical Programming for Strength Training by Mark Ripito. Mark Ripito is, is amazing. Also, yes. Um, and RP has a great book. It's not downstairs here, but that's for nutrition. I would say RP. Um, great book. And also Brett Contreras has a few really good books. The Glute Lab. I have Strong Curves. Um, that's a good one. Um, Body Weight Strength Training Anatomy actually is a really good one because this one shows like, you know, muscles and all that stuff. So this is a good one by Brett Contreras. My, my contribution Um, to this would be, um, uh, those are all great recommendations. And I, I only want to add one onto that list, which would be Rebuilding Milo. Uh, rebuilding Milo, um, squat, uh, I haven't heard of that one. the, the squat university guy, I believe made that, wrote that book. Um, yeah. so he's, he's, you know, he's a physical therapist. Um, so that's, it, it, it lists, um, obviously your entire body and, and, you know, injuries that you can see and how to, how to, you know, rehab and how to prevent those injuries and things like that, which is really great. So whenever I have a client that's, you know, struggling with like some type of a ailment, I'll look into that book for some suggestions and guidance. Um, and it's all evidence-based, which is amazing. So it's a newer book. It just came out, I think last year. So. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, okay. So Ket Calm Kate said, I lost 16 kilograms in a deficit and I gained 10 back. Will I succeed if I start again? Will it be difficult? Yeah, you can definitely succeed if you start again. Um, but I want to touch, will it be difficult? I mean, yeah, weight loss is hard. It's, it's in, in theory, it's very easy, but in practice, it's hard. Um, but you and gained 10 you back. The, how did you lose the first amount of weight and was it sustainable? Right. Was it a, obviously, probably not a sustainable way. So you need to create a lifestyle that you can stick to and not do, do something very restrictive, you know, yeah. learning how to you know, not gain the weight back, basically. What you do during the diet is the same thing that you do during maintenance. Yeah. And that's why diets don't work. It's because... They don't teach not. you the maintenance part. They don't teach you the after the diet. Yeah. They, you know. Right. Um, but also, I want to say, like, when you lose weight, a little bit of weight regain is more more than likely normal um, because you're going to start eating more food, uh, you know, um, we're not going to go back to just a free for all and eating like an asshole. That's how you gain the weight back. But if you lost the weight in a sustainable manner that we always talk about, slow and controlled, eating your favorite foods, 
um, in moderation, then, then the maintenance part shouldn't be as difficult. So to maintain our weight, then once we, once we are like, okay, I don't want to lose weight anymore. I'm good. What we want to do then is we want to do a, a reverse diet, get back up to our maintenance level calories, as Joe was talking about. Um, so when we do a reverse diet, let's say we end our calorie deficit and losing weight at 1500 calories. What I would do for a reverse diet is start at 1500 calories and then add in like 75 calories. So then you're eating 1575 every day. Do that for a week. Then, you know, increase your calories again, 50 to 75. Rinse and repeat. Keep doing that until you're no longer losing weight and you're no long and you're not gaining weight. That is your new maintenance level calories. All right. Your turn for a question. You got one for us? All right. My questions are, if I don't, I don't know why my questions do this. They fly up and then I lose like a bunch of them. So mm. I'm just going to start with whatever I see. <laughs> That's fair. Um, That's fair. Is losing a lot of pounds the first week normal? Um, I think it depends on, A, how much you have to lose. If you have a lot of weight to lose, it's possibly normal. If you don't have a lot of weight to lose, you may be in a too much of a deficit. Um, it's really hard to uh, gauge because um, I don't know you. It's Bailey Pug 0924. Yeah. Um, so it can it really be normal. It depends. It, yeah, it depends. Um, As with most things that we'll say, <laughs> it depends on your unique circumstances. Um, right. So, you know, um, you're going to start, you're going to be reducing your food intake, you, you know, so there's a good chance that you will see some, some quick weight loss, but like Beth said, it, it depends on how restrictive you're being and where you're starting from. You know, somebody that's got, um, is trying to lose more weight than somebody that's only trying to lose that last little bit. Um, the person that's trying to lose that last little bit probably won't lose any of that first week, you know? Exactly. And not, and neither yeah. way is wrong. Neither way is wrong. So. I, hey, I lost 50 pounds on the calorie deficit in four months. Fantastic. Uh, con congratulations, Sunflower20018. Nice. Track calories and weight training. Absolutely, Joe. Yeah. Um, oh, great question. Is my turn for a question? Yes. Is creatine really necessary for muscle gain? Is it necessary? No. But is it beneficial? Yes. Um and there's the nice thing is with creatine, contrary to popular belief, there's no negative side effects. There's no, there's been no proven side negative side effects as, as far as I know. Um, uh, yes, you may potentially gain weight, but it's not going to be fat. There's a difference between weight gain and fat gain. The reason being is because creatine is going to um, increase water retention and load your muscles up with water. Um, and that's not all it's doing. It's helping with ATP, you know, which is our energy currency, um, which is going to um, give us better workouts, allow us to, to push more weight, hopefully, uh, which is then going to um, have a side effect of muscle gain. So, and we, our body produces creatine naturally. So that's a naturally occurring compound. We, we produce about a gram a day or so, our body does. Um, science shows us that about five grams a day is optimal um, for, for helping with ATP. So, um, you can supplement with, with creatine. Definitely. You can get it in your food too, but it'd be very, very hard to get it. It's in meat and things like that. So you can supplement it with five grams a day. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Abturum 
asking, I love your podcast. Thank you. What are your thoughts on BCAAs for hydration, muscle recovery, waste of money? Yeah. Um, hydration. Branch chain amino acids. You can get those from protein. So yep. drink your water, eat your protein. You don't need to buy BCAAs. And they're not, and they're not even a complete protein either. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't need them. If you get enough protein, we we're always going to tell you guys try to get all your nutrients and everything from real food. Um, even with protein powder, you don't need protein powder. But protein exactly. powder does have BCAAs in it, of course. So, uh, let's see here. What is uh, Mrs. Dan says? What is a best or better protein powder for beginner female approaching forty? And do you suggest pre workout? Um, so do I suggest pre-workout? It's up to you, honestly. I, I personally don't take it very often, if ever. If I do take a, if I do need something, I eat real food and coffee. Yes, like Beth is, I drink black coffee. Yep. If I need it about a half hour before my workout and I'll eat some fruit on my way to the gym uh, and I'll make sure that I've had a meal within the last two or three hours before working out too. If you do those things, you don't need exactly. pre-workouts. Um, uh, what is the best, better protein powder? There is no best protein powder. Um, but I mean, in terms of well, you want to find the whey protein, um, from there, um, the brand, I mean, find a brand that you like, find a, a, a brand that's, that's been tested and is verified to be substance free. Um, cause again, guys, supplements are not regulated. So you don't really know what you're getting in your supplements. Um, so that's why it's go good to go to one that's been independently uh, tested for for foreign substances. Right. All right, Chrissy Duke, what is the best diet to lose weight? Uh, uh, there is no best diet. Yeah, the best diet is the U diet. The, right. Well, it works for you. But having Chrissy Duke, yeah, there's having no best, said there's that. No best diet. The only way, the only way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit. Okay. So if you want to be, if you want to argue semantics, that calories. is, that is the best way because it's the only way. All these other diets help you lose weight by putting you in a calorie deficit. They don't, they just do it in their own way. Keto, you're, you're reducing carbs very, very low, like 20 or less. Uh, right. carnivore, you're, you're not eating any fucking fruits or vegetables whatsoever. You're eating meat, cheese, and eggs. Um, uh, intermittent fasting, you're reducing your, your feeding window. You know, you're only eating eight hours a day. So you're reducing your calorie intake in theory. Um, all these other diets that's they're they're reducing or restricting in some way to get into a calorie deficit, or you can just yeah. be in a calorie deficit without restricting fucking anything other than your, your food, your, your amount of calories you're bringing in. So you don't need to eliminate food groups. You don't need to eliminate any foods unless of course that they do you harm physically, medically. So like if you're allergic to peanuts, don't fucking eat peanuts. It's common sense, guys. I got I actually got that question or a comment yesterday, Beth. Like, um, because I did what? a video the other day about healthy and unhealthy foods and how they don't exist. And this jackass said, like, your advice is gonna get somebody killed. Why would you tell somebody they can eat peanuts if they're allergic to peanuts? I'm like, first of all, I never fucking said that, you idiot. Um oh my God. <laughs> wow. but also I'm not giving people advice if they have medical issues, if they are allergic to foods. Of course I'm not gonna fucking tell you to eat. Peanuts, if you're allergic to peanuts, you jackass. Come on, get some common sense wow. here. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. All right. This this question has come up twice from Rachel Math. Um, advice for postpartum moms, way to get back into my routine, but don't want to lose my supply. Um, A, Rachel, you just start. Start small. And remember, you just had a baby. I don't know yeah. how long ago, but I'm guessing probably you have to 
think about like that, like recovering from being a mom and or birth, that I should yeah. say. Um, and just, you know, start maybe going for a walk with your child in the stroller as I did or in the carrier. Yep. Um, and you know, don't go into such a restrictive deficit if you are afraid of losing your supply. That Your supply is important. Yeah. Um, um, and I want to add on to that you know, too, Beth. I want to say if you're postpartum, clear with your doctor or OBGYN to yeah. make sure you can even start that first of all. Okay. Get cleared from them first. But then also you have to do it very carefully if you're going to do it because um, right. that will impact your milk supply. You, you're you're going to need more calories than even if you were to lose weight normally. You're going to need more protein to keep a healthy milk supply. So um, you got to be very careful. So definitely consult with your doctor first. Yep. Okay, I got a question from from Brad uh, Ghost. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Brad. Um, he's a comedian, actually. Um, if you don't follow him, you should. Brad, uh, G-O-S-S-E. Um, he said, do cheat days help slash hurt? So I'm not a fan of the term cheat day. Um, I just made a video about cheat days yesterday. Did you? Okay, so that, definitely everybody go check that out. Um, but cheat days, that implies... In, the way I look at it, because we're Beth and I, we both care about having a healthy relationship with food, no restrictions, things like that. So cheat day implies that you're doing something bad and something wrong. Um, so in that capacity, I think it can hurt. It can hurt your relationship with food potentially. Um, now, I do think that having a planned higher calorie day once a week within your calorie deficit is a, is generally a good idea to help you with. Um, just staying mentally in the in in it, right? Because being in a calorie deficit for an extended amount of time is fucking difficult. It's draining. So if you have a if you give yourself one day a week where you have a a, a meal or a day that's above your maintenance level calories, that's going to keep you. It's going to give you more food. It's going to keep you more mentally sane and 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 engaged with it. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And then it's, what's that's nice deep. is you can take that extra food and you can crush it in the gym even better because you're going to have more more fuel reserves. Yes. All right, Betsy G, 16, what are your thoughts on drinking a gallon of water a day? Um, it's not necessary. Just drink your water. Not everyone can drink a gallon of water Cheers. a day. Yeah, let's say – I and I, I – I used to recommend a gallon a day just, just as a blanket statement, right? And I, I've moved away right. from that because it, let's say somebody's currently drinking two glasses a day, which I've seen that, right? Like not even. They can benefit from drinking three glasses a day. They can, you know, right. they, you just need to drink more than what you're doing now. Same with steps. Um, I hate when people throw around 10,000 steps as a blanket statement. If you're only, if you're only getting 3,000 steps in a day, telling somebody to get 10,000 steps a day is, is stupid. So let's let's yeah. ins- let's do four thousand steps a day instead of three. And then once we start consistently hitting four, then we do five. You know, so on and so forth. Build on. Do things small, and there's no reason to rush it. There's no reason to to go big or go home. Um, uh-huh. Just small increases over time. I'm just realizing that I hope my audio is coming out because I'm on my phone for the live and on my computer for the Zoom. So I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, well, if, I mean, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So yeah. the nice thing is the TikTok also does the recording for us. So if we need to, we can grab it. From that, that is true. So, yeah. Um. Okay. I had a good question here. And okay. all right. Manual, manual doctor. Do you lose weight three times workout a week or got to be every day? All right. First weight loss. 
the mouth, the nutrition. All right. We, don't go into your workouts thinking about how many calories you're going to burn, how much weight you're going to lose. Focus on your nutrition. Number one is the driver. I actually just made a video about this, actually, because someone asked me about adding calories back they burn from exercise. Which ah. Your calorie deficit already includes your activity. So when you figure out your calorie deficit, you're going to be like, is it sedentary, light activity, moderate activity, et cetera. So that already includes that. Yep. You don't need to uh, worry about what can you do during the week, like consistently and just move, walk. Um, but there's not a perfect amount of days to work out. Yeah. And I also want to say, cause the question was like, how many days to work out to lose weight? Right. Is, is that what it was? Right. Um, I, yeah. I want to add on to that. We don't exercise with the goal of weight loss and to burn calories and things like that. We're, we're, we're exercising and training and working out, whatever you want to fucking call it, to be healthy, to be strong, to build muscle mass, because that's going to benefit our quality of life and our health in the long run. Um, not burning 200 extra calories in a workout, you know. Right. So. We got re- to change that narrative around. Ooh, I love this question here. Cat mom of three fur babes. What's a good starting weight training slash strength course to start with? And I, I, I truly love this question. Um, I Honestly, you could literally start the starting starting strength program. Um, I believe starting strength, it's, it's what it's called. It's a five-by-five five program, if I'm not mistaken. So you're going to be doing five sets of five for your main movements. Um, I also like Jim Wendler's um, 531 program for, for getting really fucking strong. Um, and it's very, it's very easy to understand the progressions and how to get stronger with that program. Um, so if you're looking to get stronger, um, that, that I would start there. That'd be my recommendations. What about you? Oh, she asked how to get stronger. Okay. I didn't hear the first part. Uh, she said, what's a good starting, she said, what's a good starting weight training slash strength course to start with? So I'm just going to assume she means strength there. So yeah. Do you have any other recommendations for any good programs to start with? Didn't you just release a free workout guide or I do workouts? free beginner, beginner, free beginner? Strength, beginner workouts. Yeah. Okay. So um, check that out too. My newsletter today. Um, Boom. Also, I have to say that Jordan Syed, the inner circle, he has amazing workouts, uh, monthly editions. Uh, um, so that's another option as well, to be honest. Okay. Here's a good question. Um, is it my turn or your turn? It's, it's your turn. I, it's you, I, turn, you I just go. went. No, nope, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. My, again, my comments are all over the place. All right. Uh, you can't outrun your fork. So true. Okay. Um, hold on here. Oh, I know where this is coming from. All right. Okay. I've read that tracking magnesium, vitamin D, and fiber can help you lose weight. Do you agree? Um. Mm. No, I, not necessarily. I think it could be beneficial to know you're getting those nutrients in, but um, if you're over consuming, you will. Yeah, so, I mean, fiber, I, fiber I, can definitely help because fiber is going to be good. Right. If you're if you're getting if you're eating an adequate amount of fiber, it means you're probably eating a lot of whole foods, which is a good thing, especially for fat loss. Yes. Um, so, I wouldn't necessarily agree with anything else in that. Right. Of course, magnesium and, and, and vitamin D is very important for overall health and for wellness. So we'll start there. I think that's overcomplicating tracking, to be honest. It is. 
Yeah, I've never seen somebody track those specifically, and I've never. I will. I would never ask somebody to track those. Yeah. Um, also, like if if you're like that would also come from guidance from like a registered dietitian or a doctor. Honestly, yes. if, if you need to be tracking those things, there's probably a very good reason for it, and you should probably you should definitely be doing that under the care of somebody that's qualified to do that. And I'm definitely not. So exactly. Uh, Amy Schuler asked, "What is the best exercise to tone arms without bulking?" Okay, so toning. When when people say toning. Um, first, I, I, I don't want to sound pretentious here, but you can't tone a muscle. What, what, when people say tone, generally what they mean is get leaner, right? Lose a little bit of fat and show the muscle definition. Um, so then the, the answer to that question is to be in a calorie deficit. So consume fewer calories than you're burning every day to, to help you with the fat loss. But also you want to do so you, you need to do strength training. You need, need to do resistance training. So if you're if you're wanting to build show definition in your arm, you need to have definition. You need to have muscles in your arms. Yes. So definitely don't don't skip arm day. Essentially <laughs> lose lose some body fat and and make sure you're working your arms, both your biceps and your triceps. And yeah. actually a lot a lot of definition in our arms. You people think it comes from our biceps, but it actually comes from our triceps. Um mm-hmm. There's three muscles there versus two. Um, somebody that has amazing arms is going to have really fucking good triceps. Yeah. And delts. And delts. Yeah, for sure. All right. Autism with Kino. I'm struggling with motivation to exercise. I can't get myself to exercise. All right. Well, you just got to start. I can't motivate you and Matt can't motivate you. You literally have to take action. Mm-hmm. Um, action creates results, which then gets you motivated. So take that first step. No one's going to do it for you. No one's coming for you. No one's going to fucking knock on your door and say, let's go. Um, <laughs> Nobody's coming for you. No, sorry. It's I, you. I don't have a special answer for that one. Yeah. You, you're going to have to find your own motivation one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. So it can be helpful to have, understand why the fuck you're doing what you're doing, you know? Um, and don't, don't say why, why you're doing what you're doing. Cause you want to lose weights. That's not a good why. Um, this should be like your mission statement. Like all these companies have mission statements, right? Like that should be your, your, why is your mission statement? What is your ultimate purpose? Like, what are you doing this for? Hopefully we're doing it to improve our quality of life, get healthier, um, imp- you know, uh, increase our longevity of our life. Um, spend time, spend more time, quality time with our friends and family growing up with our, or, you know, raising our kids, playing with our kids, grandkids, things like that. So, so if that's not motivation enough for you, no, there no, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so care Ray six said, my husband and I just bought and slid up our own rogue weight set. And I can't wait to start this lifestyle change. Yes. I love that. Rogue is an Rogue makes, in my opinion, the best equipment out there. That's what I've got in my home gym out in the garage. Um, and plus, they're local to me, kind of. They're down in Columbus. Um, I, I just love them. So I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, that, that's amazing. Love it. All right, Madison Finley. This is interesting. I like this. Why do you think? Uh, why do you guys think people say it doesn't work for them, but say it's a thyroid or health problem? Mm. Um, because sure. it's hard I like to that admit. question. That you're yeah. the one holding yourself back. 
um, yeah. sometimes. You know, like yeah. For me, yeah. like I always, I looked for every fucking excuse in the world, but I wasn't, I was blaming it on my hormones. I haven't got them tested. Meanwhile, I was the one that wasn't fucking real with myself. Um, yeah. I think that's the hard pill to swallow. So you got to, people will just look everywhere thinking it's something else, but deep down, you know, it's, it, you know, it's you. Um, got to get you real with your shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's not, let's be clear here. Those things, thyroid issues, hormonal issues can make it harder. Okay. But if you just sit there and say, oh, I'm fucked. I've, I've got hormonal issues that now you're just laying over, uh, rolling over and, and blaming your condition. You can, you can yeah. see a doctor, you can see a registered dietitian, you can see a specialist to manage those things. If you're not, then you're just, you're accepting, you're making an excuse yeah. for yourself. If that's what you really think is going on, go get that shit checked out. But don't blame yeah. it on that unless you really know for sure. Right. For sure. But and, and even with those conditions, even with thyroid issues and hormonal issues, a calorie deficit still applies. And that's one thing we hear all the time. Calorie deficit doesn't work for hor for hormones. Yeah, it fucking does. It just hormones yeah. affect the out portion of calories in calories out mm -hmm. your your body isn't going to metabolize your your energy that you're bringing in as efficiently either sometimes um so it impacts it but it still applies yeah and that's i don't think i don't understand why i think i understand why because the people that you that are usually saying those things um first of all are, are either impacted by them so they're told by their guru or whoever that you know that calorie deficit doesn't work for them. So they have to do all these other things. They have to do intermittent fasting or all these other things. But all those other things they're going to be trying is still going to be managing their, their caloric intake. Right. We want the pill. <laughs> Your pill is more like, I don't care if you don't like vegetables, you're an adult. It's true. I don't fucking care if you don't like vegetables. Um, you don't. You didn't like yep. brushing your teeth as a as a child either, but you, hopefully your parents made you do it because it's fucking beneficial for us to do it. Mm -hmm. I I really love how both of you are actually so honest about the whole situation. Great work. Well, thank you, Ms. L MLB. Thank we do you. appreciate that. Honesty is right, uh, our forte. <laughs> yes. What was that? Honesty is the best policy. I was gonna say, just Vicky. She's asked this question a few times. I've seen it roll up. What sites okay. do you guys use to find any new or proven research on nutrition and exercise science? Great question. That's a good, that's a good one. Oh, there's so many. Um, first of all, we continue our education um, every year. If you're yes. if, if you're in this field and you're not continuing your education, you're going to be a dinosaur in in months. Um, yeah. Because nutritional sciences and, and exercise science, it's constantly evolving and we're learning new things constantly. Um, yep. Google Scholar is great if you're trying to do research, if, if you're trying to find, because when you're doing research, you know, you're not just, you're not just searching for what you want to, what, what you want to find. So you, you want to do true research where you're looking at both sides of it and the pros and cons and, and everything. Um, other than that, I subscribe to a couple of Not different... Bad. PubMed is great. PubMed is fantastic. Um, Alan um, Aragon has a great, um, I'm subscribed to Alan Aragon's um, monthly, uh, he has a website um, okay. only for okay. members, it's like $10 a month and he has yeah. research all the time. I learn from like Lane Norton, um, Lane Dr. Norton. Nobelsky, um, mm -hmm. every time they come up and find new science, I research what they found, kind of things like that. Yeah. Um, so Beth and I aren't experts, but we follow and we trust experts and 
when they when they talk about this stuff, we listen. And also, like Beth said, with Alan, um, I I actually buy uh, Lane Norton. Bio Lane has uh, a subscription service as well. I subscribe to that where oh, he's always he he's do, he does um, research reviews and and everything like that that are that are exclusive to his um, subscribers. Um, and and those Alan and Lane are two of the best. Um, they're yeah. not they're they're going to be unbiased. They're going to give you the facts. They're going to present things from both sides. And they're going to cut through the shit for you. Um, and yeah. then we take that and we take that stuff that we learn from them. And we just we, we, we translate it essentially into a way that everybody can understand. Um, although right. although although they do a really good job at that, especially Lane. Lane does a really fucking good job at, at, yeah. at, at making it accessible to everybody. He speaks our language for sure. He he drops the fuck bombs, too. So. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Uh, for morning cardio, is it more or less beneficial to eat prior? It does not matter. Fasted cardio does not matter. Um, you will burn a little bit more fat when you're doing car- fasted cardio in the moment, but over the course of the day, it doesn't matter. You will not. It'll it'll even out. So um, it doesn't matter. If you want to eat prior to your morning cardio, go for it. The only people that should really be worrying about fasted cardio are like high level bodybuilders, honestly. Yeah. All right. What was your question? Ethan Hink lurked. If your activity isn't consistent, couldn't that prevent you from staying in a calorie deficit? Um, Think about it. Uh, If you are in a coma, um, (laughs) just just think about it. Like you're laying there, right? You're losing weight, but you're non-active. Um, really it's, it's this once again, the nutrition, obviously, if you're, I mean, not getting your neat in and all that stuff, I mean, you right. have a lower metabolic rate. Yeah. Um, so, so Beth, right. So, um, our metabolism and the energy, the calories that we burn every day consists of primarily four things. And of course there's thousands of things that go into this, but generally speaking, there's four different things. So it's, it's right. our BMR, our basal metabolic rate, which is like Beth said, if you were in a coma every day, that's how many calories you would burn every day just for your body to keep you alive. It's a lot more calories than you might think it is, which is why we always tell you not to eat mm-hmm. under your BMR. Um, it's then over 1,200 most likely. It's over 1,200 from almost everybody. Um, yes. And even if it's not, like maybe your metabol- maybe your baseline metabolism is 1,200, but then with all these other factors that I'm going to mention really quickly, it's going to be higher. So then... Um, the other three parts of our, our total daily energy expenditure every day is uh, the thermic effect of food. So the, the food that we're mm-hmm. eating every day, um, our body protein. expends energy to break that down, especially protein. Um, your body expends more energy to break down protein versus any other macronutrient, carbs or fat. Um, then we have our, um, our exercise activity, our calories burned from direct um intentional exercise so strength training cardio things like that then we have our non-exercise activity thermogenesis that's one of the biggest factors of how many calories we burn every day so that's going to be activities like walking the dog doing the dishes doing housework things like that and it's funny i was talking with a client on the phone last night and she's been struggling she struggles to get like six thousand steps in every day right so um Uh her the deal with her husband is like she cooks dinner and he does the dishes or something like that. Um, 
she's like, I'm really struggling to get my steps. So she, she kicked her husband off of dish duty. And now she's, she cleans up and does the dishes afterwards and everything to help her. She's like, cause I'm just going to be sitting there walking around the house, getting steps in anyway. So at least now I'm being oh, productive awesome. and getting it in, you know? So. Nice. Bird guy says walking is so underrated. Yes, it is. It is, in my opinion, the most underrated form of exercise there is. And anybody that tells you walking is not uh, exercise, disregard everything they've ever told you probably because exactly, or at least at least about exercise because it it absolutely it's 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 accessible for everybody. Um, Most people can do it, assuming you have the ability to walk. So it's That's like someone said in my comment section, exercise is not part of, or walking is not part of your knee. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Right. So okay. you're saying me those 6,000 steps that I've gotten like, or whatever are, are not part of my knee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, she said it's part of your eat, your exercise activity, thermogenesis. So it's not included. If it's planned, it's not included in your knee. I was like, <laughs> so I'm planning to do the dishes and I got steps in doing that. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. um, Beth, what does your sweatshirt say? It says, fuck keto. You can get it hey. from Bill Matlar Fitz. Yeah. Uh, bio. I, I should have worn your, should have worn your sweatshirt today. I yeah. Know. That's, that's my, that's my shirt. Fuck keto guys. Fuck. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh. Uh, Blonde Shell says, Beth, I used the hand mixed shredded chicken trick. Best thing ever. I'm not sure what that is. What is that? Um, I uh, had a video or made a video the other day with my shredded chicken, salsa shredded chicken, and I just shred the chicken and use a hand blender. Oh, oh I love that. And it, it works really well. I love Rather salsa chickens. It's so convenient. Yeah, yeah. That's a great fat loss food, right? Like, that's a high, high, high volume food, low calories, salsa chicken. Yeah. Um, make mean, it in the crock pot. Yeah, because you can use it for everything. I mean, I put it on top of rice, I put it um, in tacos, I mean, you name it, salad. It's like good yeah. protein for the week. Yeah. Um, there's a good question here I want to touch because I know we only have about 10 minutes left. Um, Bailey Pugh0924 said, can calories roll over? Um, this is a difficult one to answer. Um, ultimately, the way I look at it is a calorie deficit for the week. So I, you know, yeah. day by day doesn't really matter, but try to be in a calorie deficit for the week. So with that stipulation there, yes, calories could roll over, but I don't do it that way. I'm not a fan of doing it that way. For instance, if you, if you go over calories today, you're not going to subtract from your calories tomorrow. You're just going to move the fuck on and, 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 yeah, and, like, and so, so no calories should not roll over. You shouldn't be right. adding or, or taking away from them based on what you did the previous day. So, or, you know, restricting all week so you can binge on the weekend kind of thing. Oh yeah. That's it's very, not a habit that's to bad. Get into. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. <clears throat> okay. You got a question? By the way, how many people uh, do you have in yours, in your live stream? 126. Nice. I've got 80. So we got about 200 people here. What up y'all? Woo-hoo. All right. Um, what do you think of Weight Watchers? Um, Annalise 6422 wants to know. Uh, what do we think about Weight Watchers? Um, Ooh, um, I, I'm not a fan of like the, I, I don't know. Um, it's to be honest, it's probably the better of all of them. If I had, I was to just going to say that. Um, but really, like, are you going to do Weight Watchers for life? Uh, They'd like know. you to, but um, right. Let, 
I, I agree with you, Beth. I, out of all the diets, out of all the plans and programs out there, I would say Weight Watchers would be the one that I hate the least. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> really, uh, it's it's got some good concepts. I mean, they encourage eating whole foods and things like that. Um, but I think they've, they've, they've just taken a calorie deficit and made their own cal- version of a calorie deficit. They're, they're right. counting points is a calorie deficit. You're counting calories just on the, with their own way of doing it, which that doesn't, what does that teach you about nutritional value of food? In my opinion, it's not really teaching you much. It's teaching you points r- 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 yeah. rather than energy. So that's why I don't like it. Right. But also like, um, I don't think Weight Watchers does this anymore, but I know the old Weight Watchers was pretty fucking toxic in terms of the way they did their weigh-ins and made you weigh in in front of everybody, and you they made right. you they made you pay in if you if you didn't meet your weigh-in and things like that. Yes. So Weight Watchers has a very toxic and disordered past. I know they've done a lot of work to try to fix that image of theirs, um, but I think they're always going to be um, their reputation is always going to precede them. I think yep. that's my opinion. Um, you got a question next. Um, yeah, sure. Um, what's your opinion on calorie deficit? We love, we love a calorie deficit. If your goal is fat loss, wait, we need to be in one. Yep, we approve. I love that. Oh, this is a a great one. Tara closes. Mm -hmm. How are you? What's your guys' opinions on lists? Low intensity. Oh my God, low intensity freaking. Low intensity, steady state training, right? Thank um, you. Yeah, uh, actually, of course. I think it's great. We do it every day. That's our, that's honestly our preferred method for people to get yeah. their um, activity and walking. Beth and I, you know what? huge advocates. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to be honest, actually, Jordan Syatt just did a video yesterday about low intensity. Um, oh, my God. I can't even fucking think of a steady state. <laughs> it's like, you need more coffee. <laughs> I, yeah, I need, I need, you know what? I need food. I have not had my second breakfast. So I'm ah, hungry. Second breakfast. <laughs> are, are you a hobbit? <laughs> I'm hungry. So go, if you guys don't uh, follow Jordan, um, he just did a video on this, explained it really well. Um, yeah. It's super important for cardiovascular health. He talks about how low intensity, steady state um, builds, you know, muscle around your heart and all different kinds of things. So watch it. Yep. Yep. He's been, he's been actually researching it a lot lately. He's into awesome. that right now. I love that. I love so, that. And Jordan's the man. Yes. And he was he was on our podcast, too. So if you haven't given that one a listen to, um, he was on our podcast. I think it was episode 10 with us. Um, definitely check that yep. one out for, for more of his philosophies, too. Um, here's a great question. I am Riley 16 says, what are the common barriers you see with your clients that are hard, the hardest to overcome? By far, one of the most, one of the biggest ones is having that all or nothing mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of my work with clients is helping them, helping them to break that mindset down and overcome it. Um, What I mean by all or nothing, right? Like expecting perfection. Um, Oh, I I can't make today's workout. So like, fuck it. I'm just, or, or my diet starts Monday. So I'm just going to go ahead and pig out all weekend or something like that. That's an all or nothing mindset. Um, it, it's, that's, what's keeping you from getting results. Honestly, it doesn't, it, yeah. nothing is all or nothing. It's not black and white there. It's the full right. spectrum of, of colors. Fitness 581 Jordan's last name. It's Syatt, S-Y-A-T-T. 
Yep, yep. <clears throat> the three main compound lifts are crucial. I've mastered those, bench press, deadlifting, and squats. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, so when we're starting strength training and working out, guys, like we should be focusing on the basics. Get really good at those movements, bench pressing, deadlifting, and squatting. And I would even add overhead pressing in there. Um and then even a row. If, so if, if we were only do five movements, it'd be, you know, bench press, deadlift, squat, overhead press in a row. Um, you could even, of course, if you want to say all seven, it's it's lunging and then walking and like twisting. So that's really eight. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, your turn. Janet Cake, is alcohol once a week? If in a deficit all week, this is my hardest obstacle. Um, okay, Janet, um, when you say this is your hardest obstacle, what do you mean? Um, is it when you say if you're drinking once a week or are you cutting to once a week? Um, let me know more, but alcohol can be a deterrent. If you are trying to work in alcohol in your deficit and it's overtaking the whole weight loss situation, you got to rethink your relationship with alcohol. Um, a lot of people are actually now talking more about alcohol. It's they are honestly you have a weight loss goal what, or, you know, do your actions map your goals? I love this Eric Roberts fitness. He was yep. on our podcast and love when he said that. Um, you really got to take that into consideration. Yeah, Drinking I will. I will say this from my from my perspective. Um, I drink on occasion. But if I ever want to intentionally lose fat again, I will cut out alcohol because like that it has no place for me. It, it serves no purpose when I'm trying to lose fat. Um, cause if I, if I drink alcohol, um, now, and first of all, now if I drink alcohol, I can literally drink one or two and I get a fucking hangover the next day. It's bullshit. You know, <laughs> I'm 35 and I get hangovers yeah. from one drink, but you know, that also then impacts your next couple of days, your mood, your anxiety, your stress, skipping workouts, increased hunger, all those things. So, yeah. Uh, we, oh my God, Beth, it's been an hour already. Can you believe that? Holy shit. Oh my God. Do you, do you have to go yeah, right away so or do we want to do one or two? Um, I've got a 12, well, 15 set up. So mm-hmm. Isaac J4, I totally got skipped and I'm trying to look back and I don't see any question from you. Sometimes uh, questions get censored by TikTok guys too. So, okay. Yeah. And it says, please, please get to my question. I still don't see it. I got a major question. Okay. Isaac. What is it? Because I don't see it. Um, okay, I see it now. What can I okay. eat? Like, I don't care. Three cheat meals if I'm going to try to get bigger. I'm tried, tired of being skinny. Ooh, great okay. question. Yes, yeah, so I think was... we talked about that. We did. At the beginning. Did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got it. Calorically you dense foods eat. are going to be your best friend. Honestly, when you're trying to yeah. gain weight and if you're struggling to put on weight, Stop eating, and I hate this term, clean. You know, stop, like, right. eat more calorically dense foods. Enjoy it. Like, um, eat eat the full-fat yeah. versions of foods. Eat, um, cook with more oils. Cook, you know, eat more peanut butter if you like it. Um, eat more cheese. <laughs> um, eat more yeah. calorically dense foods. So you're so that way you're not increasing your volume. You're just increasing your calories. Right. Exactly. Kelly, just wanted to say, Beth, thank you for your voice messages yesterday. It really has inspired me. You're welcome, Kelly. You're I love welcome. that. I, I, I send voice messages in response to my Instagram because um, it's easier than typing them out. So For sure. For sure. Uh, let's right. see here. Do you want to do one more question? Let's see here. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to scroll through these really quickly. See yeah, if I see anything more, I want. 
let's see. There's a lot of them. I just want to find a really good one here. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm just going to take this one. Whole eggs versus egg whites. Um, they're both fine. Um, like, there's nothing wrong with whole eggs. Um, you know, the egg white, of course, has the protein, but then the, the, the yolk, the whole egg has the nutrients and, and, and mm -hmm. fat and cholesterol and things like that. It's good cholesterol. Um, yeah. So definitely don't skip out on the whole egg. If, you, if you're trying to save calories or whatever, you could do like one or two whole eggs with some egg whites. That way you still get the, the flavor and the nutrients from the whole egg and you're getting the extra protein from the whole egg whites. So yeah. it, isn't a, it isn't a versus thing. You know, it's not a whole eggs right. versus egg whites. They, they both have their place. They're both fine. But don't, yes. don't think that one is worse than the other. Yeah, when I'm trying to lose fat, I'll, I'll get a cart of egg whites because it's yeah. got more protein in it and I need a ton more. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm not, I'll eat the whole egg. It's not really like here nor there, really, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. It can be goal, goal specific. So, all right. Oh my all gosh. Right. I can't believe that fucking hour flew by. Wow. Wow. Already noon. Insane. So guys, before we leave, um, if you haven't already tuned into our podcast, if you're new to us here, um, cut the crap with Beth and Matt on, on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, Google, Amazon, everywhere. Um, go ahead and check us out. If you like our content here on TikTok, you yes. will love the podcast. And this All podcast right. episode should be coming out within a couple of weeks. We'll let you know when it's out so you guys can can tune in. So awesome, awesome, guys. amazing! All right, Beth, it was good chatting with you Talk and you good later. chatting with everybody else. You guys have an amazing weekend. And that is a wrap for this episode of Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. Did we help you cut through the bullshit? We want to know. Send us a DM on Instagram and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. And if you did find this one helpful, why not share this episode with a friend? I know I personally love it when a friend shares their favorite podcast with me along with a text saying, Oh my God, you have got to check out this podcast. You'll love it. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes.